This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. We've got a lot to get to on this edition of the podcast as the NFL draft is now complete. One SMU Mustang was drafted in James Brochet, who's long considered to be a draft pick. He does indeed get drafted. A few more signed undrafted free agent contracts after the NFL draft was completed. And as the month of May approaches, it could mean big news for SMU football on the recruiting trail. Things are starting to pick up on the recruiting front for SMU, as well as uh, the nation as things start to open up. Here with the coronavirus pandemic, uh, Texas announced as today as I'm recording this that they'll be opening up uh, Dallas area restaurants and malls and all of that uh, to 25% capacity. So kind of a slow roll on that, but uh, we're going to focus on the good news for SMU over the weekend. And we're going to begin with James Prochet landing with the 201st pick in the NFL draft in the sixth round. To the Baltimore Ravens, a legit Super Bowl contender. Most feel like they are the favorites even to win the Super Bowl, them and and really Kansas City. Of course, there are some NFC teams that are emerging as favorites as well on that side of the league. But really, James Prochet lands with the Baltimore Ravens and NFL MVP Lamar Jackson. And to add on to this, if you were wondering, really, I think, if James Prochet could even make the roster as a six-round pick, a lot of those late-round picks, you sometimes see them move on to other destinations after all of that. Well, the Ravens decided to go ahead and trade up to get James Prochet in the sixth round. They included a fifth-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft that they sent to Minnesota in the deal to acquire the pick and go ahead and pick James Prochet. And you could tell the Ravens really wanted him as well. They were worried that he wasn't going to be around in the seventh round. And if you watch the day three coverage, James Prochet was right there in the top 10 of the best available players for Mel Kuyper. And as the day rolled along, round four passed, round five passed, and there was James Prochet still right there up at the top. And the Ravens were the ones that eventually took him off the board. I got a chance to talk with James shortly after he was drafted. Obviously a busy day and, and really appreciate him catching up with me during that time. And if you miss the story, it's on Pony Stampede. It's free, so you can go and read it. But for him, just a big relief, obviously, to get drafted. He would have gone anywhere. He didn't really care. He was just trusting the plan. And even though he had to wait, he got a big reward. And that's going uh, to where Lamar Jackson is. And and we've had a ton of coverage on James getting drafted on the site uh, from John Harbaugh talking about the pick, Eric DaCosta, who watched him a lot at the Senior Bowl, he said, and was impressed. But the thing that stood out to me with James when talking with him about it was just, look, I love winning. I've won my whole life. It's what I love to do. And to go to a place with the MVP and Lamar Lamar, in Lamar Jackson and, and get a chance to have a shot at a Super Bowl right off the bat, that was what excited him the most. So 
Really happy for James Prochet. He rewrote the record books at SMU uh, at the receiver position and, and is now uh, the third SMU receiver drafted in the last two years. He joins Cortland Sutton and Trey Quinn, who were drafted in the 2018 draft together, and uh, joins a number of SMU receivers in the NFL. Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, among those guys that, uh, that are also catching passes in the NFL uh, for uh, some of really, I mean, teams that really are in good good spots to do some big things this year. Emmanuel's now with the Saints. Cortland Sutton uh, is is a part of a, a team that had probably one of the best drafts in the Denver Broncos. The Buffalo Bills made the playoffs last year with Bees on the team. Uh, so a lot of good things happening uh, to SMU receivers so far in their NFL careers. Trey Quinn trying to get on track as Washington turns the page to a new uh, head coach in Ron Rivera, who seems to at least be uh, retooling the roster in a way that should benefit Trey for the most part. And as here as he enters year three, he's trying to just get healthy. But look, for James, again, very, very happy for him to land with Baltimore. Uh, he's a, a great guy, and it seems like they're a team that's really, really excited about having him on board. Everything that, uh, like I said, John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta said in their post-draft reaction, they were just thrilled to uh, to get James Prochet, and, and he's happy to be there. He'll wear number 11 for the Ravens, who are uh, going to be competing right at the top for uh, the AFC North Championship and, and probably an AFC Championship in all likelihood as James Prochet will enter his rookie year. Now, first of all, one SMU player did go undrafted and is still unsigned at the recording of this podcast, and that's Pat Nelson. And I'm really surprised by that because, one, this is somebody that was second in the nation in sacks behind Chase Young, who went number two overall. And for him, I know he's an older guy, of course, you know, transferred from Illinois, played all played out his college eligibility. But when you're that productive and you're, a, you're kind of in the mold of what m- most would consider now a true linebacker in the NFL, he came to SMU as a safety, and now he's he very much settled in to, to kind of a rush linebacker that can play in coverage. It's kind of surprising to see him go uh, unsigned, and I've talked with a bunch of people about it, and there's really no rhyme or reason, but that's kind of the NFL. So I do think at some point Pat Nelson will end up on an NFL roster, but as of now, he's the notable name that really hasn't been picked up so far. Some of the names that were picked up, Ryan Becker was the first one to get picked up. The Arizona Cardinals signed him to a free agent deal. Then Xavier Jones uh, went to Los Angeles, so he'll go where Justin Lawler is, a former teammate of him, and of course where Eric Dickerson set the single-season rushing record uh, out in L.A. with the Rams way back in the day. And then Rodney Clemens signs with the Super Bowl champs, another SMU tie there with Clark Hunt owning the team. And then uh, finally, Delonte Scott lands with the Green Bay Packers, who gave Chris Banjo his first start in the NFL uh, after he went undrafted and sat out a year really reworked himself and has now emerged as really one of the best special teams players in the NFL. So that's a really good group of undrafted free agents. I think for all four of them, they all have a really good shot to make the roster. I mean, the Rams are looking for running back help and uh, I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that they actually drafted one in the NFL draft. And I'll look that up as, as I keep recording here, but uh, that's a, that's a big deal for uh, Xavier Jones to, to get into the NFL on an undrafted deal uh, after the Rams parted ways with Todd Gurley uh, over this 
uh, offseason. So yeah, the Rams, actually I take that back, and I'm sorry for not remembering that, but uh, the Rams did select Cam Akers, running back out of Florida State, in the second round. Uh, should have remembered that, wrote it up earlier. But anyway, they're, they're two different players. Cam, Cam Akers is a very big physical running back. I mean, I remember watching him at Florida State, and I even remember him as a recruit when he was one of uh, the top running backs in the country coming out of high school. And uh, he went on to have a decent career at Florida State. He really, you know, ended up being one of the early running backs off the board um, in the second round. But he was a top three overall prospect coming out of high school in 2016 out of Clinton, Mississippi. So uh, Cam Akers, 5'11", 213, but built really like a truck. Zay's kind of, uh, I think, in that mold where uh, they're similar size, but they just have different games. So... Uh, I think he's able to carve out a role there. Ryan Becker has been working on long snapping. He's got the body to be a great special teams guy. Um, you look at Delonte Scott with his length, his production, and all of that. He's got a chance to make the roster. Rodney Clemens, same story with the Kansas City Chiefs. But look, it was a really successful draft weekend for SMU. They've got, they got James Rocher, who really got a lot of burn in terms of being a quote-unquote top available prospect, even though that's not like an incredible thing that you want to see. Uh, the, the amount of time he hung around at that top available, but they still got plenty of praise. They got shout out uh, from ESPN on there and, and um, you know, for what he was able to do at SMU. So a big win in the NFL draft for SMU. And um, yeah, I, I just think over the next two years, especially we're going to see SMU take an even bigger step up in terms of being a, a team that that gets some draft love. I mean, you look ahead to like Reggie Robertson and, and some of the guys that they have coming back. Kylan Granson could be an early uh, round draft pick in a way at tight end with his production. He kind of reminds me of the Cincinnati tight end that uh, came off the board in the NFL draft as well. So um, over the coming years, I think SMU is going to have a chance to add to uh, the draft resume. I think next year you probably have a good bet to see a couple guys come off uh, the board for SMU. So uh, a good draft weekend. I'm glad it's over. In a way, it's a, it, was a, it was a wild weekend, tracking it all uh, virtually and all of that. I was actually supposed to be in Vegas for the draft. So a little disappointed, but it was kind of cool the way the virtual draft ended up working out. I didn't think there were any major flaws. So um, it was nice to get a break from no sports and all of that. It gave us something to talk about. And then uh, the next night, of course, was The Last Dance, episodes three and four, if you guys have been watching those. Thought they weren't... A, course as good as uh one and two in terms of background so far but they did have some really good quips i mean michael jordan on isaiah thomas um jerry Krause getting sent back uh, to the front of the plane after the party after the uh after winning the eastern conference so but anyway i hope you guys are watching that it's been a pretty good documentary series so far to watch and i'm not even an, an nba guy but i really have enjoyed it so we're going to talk about something that's uh, also enjoyable on the other side of this break of the Pony Stampede podcast, and that is the big month of May that could be coming for SMU. We're going to talk about who's on deck to make some decisions as far as uh, some of SMU's top targets, so we'll do that on the other side of the break from the Pony Stampede podcast. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Quick reminder, take advantage of uh, our, our ability to try Pony Stampede basically for just a buck. You can get your first first month of Pony Stampede for just a dollar. Uh, really encourage encourage you guys to do that, especially for this month of May. And here's why. There's a lot of guys that are have set their decision dates. We're going to run some of those down. And I won't give you guys really kind of what my feeling is on these prospects. We're going to post that on Tuesday morning on Pony Stampede for our VIP subscribers. But I'll break down who's on deck to make decisions, kind of how I could see uh, or who kind of the challenges are, challengers are to SMU for these players um, and also where, where these guys rank. So let's start things off with a position that SMU already has a commitment at. SMU already has Monte Dawson committed in the 2021 class, one of the fastest players in Texas. And now Brandon Epton Jr. out of Dallas Kimball, the same high school as Demerick Gary, is set to announce his decision on May 1st. He's got a top group of schools that includes SMU, Cal's in there, Georgia Tech, Purdue, Texas Tech, Arizona State. He's scheduled to make an SMU official visit on June 11th. He's probably got a couple others he wants to uh, check out there, um, but he's he was the first one to announce that he was going to make his decision. Um, somebody that, look, averaged 8.2 yards per carry as a junior, really didn't get as much burn as he probably should have uh, for Dallas Kimball, but uh, a really, really talented back uh, that rushed 90 times for 765 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, he also caught the ball a little bit, 11, 11 receptions for 78 yards and two scores. But he's somebody on 24-7 sports that we have as a top 40 running back nationally. He's a high three-star prospect. There's obviously a good group of Power 5 programs after him as well. Ole Miss was actually the latest program to offer him uh, coming off the heels of Texas State and Navy offers, but now he's set to announce his decision on May 1. That's been on the board for a while now that he was set to announce. So uh, all eyes are kind of on him, uh, I think, from from the uh, running back position now. And then uh, if SMU gets him, whoever is after that, I think, if you look at somebody like Kamar Wheaton, would just be gravy at that point for the staff. Another player that set his decision date is Duncanville safety Jadarius Thursby. He's actually one of uh, one of the guys on that loaded Duncanville roster that has really come around to the idea of playing at SMU as of late, and somebody that they haven't had on campus yet. So if he were to commit, it would be sight unseen. And uh, look, he's getting a, a lot of pressure from from Rashad Samples, who's done a really nice job recruiting him, Trey Haverty, Kevin Curtis, all of those guys that have recruited him for a while have done a nice job. 
I feel like this is really Arkansas SMU here. The crystal ball doesn't have a prediction in for him yet, but he's a top 60 safety nationally on 24-7. Another strong three-star prospect, rated as an 86. He's 5'10", 186 pounds. Here's the thing. He's visited Arkansas before in the past, so I'm interested to see kind of how that plays out for him. Uh, he did really hit a lot of recruiting um a lot of recruiting uh, momentum here in the month of May, or excuse me, month of April, we're almost to May. But Boston College, Southern Miss, Hawaii, and UConn were the latest to offer him. Um, but he's got offers from Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, UTSA, Houston, um, and is coming off a really productive junior season for that Panthers team that is absolutely loaded and went to a state championship game for the second straight year. He had 75 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, eight sacks, two forced fumbles. He's just a really good football player. And look, while I don't love his athletic testing numbers, a 4840 laser, 453 shuttle, I think he's somebody that could develop maybe into a linebacker with his frame um, and, and just, you know, maybe be kind of an in the box guy. But when you look at some of the programs that are after him, you look at SMU battling Arkansas for him, this is one to watch. And, and look, Rashad Samples, when he was hired, and this is probably one of the early examples that we'll talk about, but when he was hired, it was to really sh shut it down in Dallas as best they could for the coaching staff and make SMU a presence in Dallas. This is one of those players that if you can get him and he's one of the first to get on board, this could really help jumpstart some of the Duncanville recruiting efforts because they're still after saving on Bird, the four-star, high four-star offensive tackle out of Duncanville. Uh, who really hasn't set a decision date, but you never know. Maybe he opts to make a decision sometime before the dead period ends or sometime this summer. But look, Jadarius Thursby, he's just a good football player. I checked around on him because, like I said, I don't love his athletic profile, but overall, he just plays really, really hard, comes downhill, makes good tackles. And so um, I think he's somebody to watch for SMU as well. He's set to announce on Friday as well. Another prospect of note, and we we don't know if this is a commitment per se, but he hasn't dropped a top group of schools yet, and that's Isaiah and Wilkobia, the Dallas Skyline defensive back, who's probably the top safety on SMU's board, I would say, and has been for a long time. A huge riser this spring, and SMU is the crystal ball favorite for him. He's the number 33 overall safety in the country on 24-7. He's on the cusp of earning a four-star if he can really take another step up his, his senior year. For him, he's somebody that, again, has been hot on the recruiting trail. Baylor, uh, Texas, Cal, Arizona, Utah, Baylor. I think I said Baylor already. But look, he has really picked up a lot of Power 5 recruiting offers. Minnesota, Iowa State, Arizona State, Mississippi State this spring. And he's somebody that... If they get on board, this is where it could get rolling. And especially with some of these Dallas prospects, he's one of the ones that has been on campus as many times as anyone uh, in this Dallas area kind of uh, group of players that they're recruiting together. And look, he's he's really talented. Uh, if he does decide to make a decision on Friday, and if it is SMU, that is big news. Big, big, big news. Uh, he would be right up there. Uh, behind Preston Stone in a way as as the highest rated commitment is in the class. He's not a four star four star guy, but in terms of impact on the defensive side, Isaiah and Wilkabia would be 
as important of a land as anyone, especially as on, on the defensive side for SMU. So we'll see if he does announce a commitment. It could be a top schools, could be a commitment, but we're tracking that one on Friday as well. Roderick Daniels, Duncanville wide receiver. He's set to announce on May 13th is what he said. Uh, and he's somebody that really SMU is battling Arkansas, Baylor, Minnesota, Arizona state, and others uh, for, and, and look as, as, as a slot player, 5'9", 160, he's a, he's a number 71 overall wide receiver in the country on 24-7, another high three-star prospect uh, for SMU that they're in on, and again, has stayed hot on the recruiting trail. Ole Miss, Arizona State, Vanderbilt, Baylor, all offered this spring and have made him a priority. And he, he, averaged, he put up over 1,300 yards of total offense as a junior, 13 touchdowns, just an explosive player. And uh, a really good kid, too. Uh, another one that's been on campus quite a few times uh, with the coaching staff and been around. And, and look, I don't know if SMU does land him right now. There's still a little bit of a ways to go on him, you know, with a couple weeks to go in his recruitment. But, again, SMU's had him on campus. He's a really, really high priority, and he's out of Duncanville. And if Rashad Samples can continue to just – chip away and chip away with him along with David Grew, he'd be a big pickup for SMU. So uh, those are kind of the guys that have either that have announced that a decision is coming or announced that a um, an announcement is coming. So again, with Isaiah and Wilkabia, he hasn't announced that a commitment is coming. Uh, so we're kind of playing it by ear and letting him do his thing. But uh, we're tracking those guys as the month of May begins. There's a few other guys that we've talked about on Pony Stampede that are closing in on decisions uh, that aren't that we you know didn't talk about on here, uh, but it looks like SMU's could very well have its biggest month of recruiting, honestly, in recent history post death penalty. This could be it when when people look back on on this class and if it does end up being as historic as people think and and how it's kind of trending, they'll look to Preston Stone committing. In January at the at the All American Bowl in San Antonio, where he'll play in 2021, and then they'll look at the month of May and they'll look at the job that they did getting all these players on campus before this dead period, before this horrific deal that we're all in together, and getting them on board. And then we'll see how things play out for the staff in terms of holding on to these guys once the once the dead period goes away. But look, if they go on a run, this thing can really get rolling, and then. For the most part, that'll really keep things on the up, and it'll make it harder for a lot of these players to decommit if they do decide to go to SMU. So that's a preview of what's to come in May. We'll have tons of VIP coverage leading up to Friday on Pony Stampede, so don't miss out. And um, we appreciate all of you guys subscribing through all this. We've actually grown in subscribers, which is really great uh, during this dead period. And I know people are, you know, some people have even, you know, lost their jobs or done the, or, you know, obviously hitting hardships. So we appreciate you guys subscribing to Pony Stampede during this tough time. We hope you, we hope that we've been a little bit of an outlet for you guys to read and stay up to date on SMU stuff uh, during all of this. And um, we really appreciate you guys being there. So, but uh, the best is uh, I think yet to come in May for SMU recruiting. So keep it locked on Pony Stampede for more. And um, we'll have another podcast up later this week. But until then, guys, thanks for listening and hope everyone has a great week.